0: Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 10 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am
1: Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Listen, I, I Miles, I got to turn to you first because I need your... Mathematics to help me here. Um, Biden announcing bailout $36 billion taxpayer dollars dumped into union pension plan. Just mathematics, no ideology.
2: Does that sound like a good plan for taxpayers? Well, I mean, you know, given all the inflation we're already experiencing now, right? from his $3 billion dollar Rescue America from Prosperity plan. Now he's going to print some more money, which honestly, um, from my perspective, it is going to be years before we get out of this inflation. So I was reading an editorial on Yahoo.com who said
1: it's only $36 billion. They act like this is a lot of money. And I think, wait a minute. This isn't ideological. This is not Democrat or Republican. The average person pays an income tax about four grand a year. Think of how many people contributed their entire federal income tax to equal thirty-six billion dollars to to fill in the hole that some union pension fund. Uh, By the way, there's a whole. We could probably do an entire separate show on where the money went that we're now paying for. Because nobody ever seems to ask that question. They get hung up on whether $36 billion is a lot or not enough. I'm, I'm, where did the money go? Why And why do I owe it? I, I just... Listen, I try not to look at these things through ideological prisms. I'm really genuinely making a concerted effort. But I, for the life of me, Miles Bauer and Ludwig... I can't guess how somebody can rationalize that this is working people's responsibility to fill in a hole that some union created for itself. Lud, you're the economist. What say you?
0: No, it doesn't work this way.
1: Uh, Yeah, it does. Miles, you remember when he was (laughs) fanning the free money? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, Lud, but I didn't mean that. I don't know where that truth came from.
0: Yeah. CNN truth. (laughs) Listen, you can't keep putting money in the system. It's that simple. The inflation will not go away. If people think it's bad, wait till the first and second quarter of 2023. This is going to hit harder than we've seen probably since 2008, if not worse. We're in some trouble here. And the fact that no business can give a retirement plan, not fund it correctly or manage it correctly, and then call the government and say, hey, we need you to bail us out. Well, wait a minute now. General Motors did that. That's
1: why we. That's why it's called government motors now.
0: Yeah, and part of that was driven by union wages. I listen. My only problem with
1: it is, is that if they, if an employer makes a deal with their employees. By the way, folks, just a little passing note: if you do own a business in America, and don't pay your withholding tax. You should hear how holier-than-thou the government becomes with those tax dollars. Because I've talked to numbers of business owners that got themselves in a jam during the roller coaster we call an economy. And the first thing to fall out is a quarterly fiscal uh, payment. And all of a sudden, all of the employees, rightfully so, by the way, and the government, rightfully so, are saying, that wasn't your money. Put it back. Plus fees, fines and interest. So I look to the uh, union that they've got this $36 billion hole in their account, and I get the same highbrow that everybody did on the other issue. Go, no, you did it. That wasn't your money. Put it back. Yeah. Miles, am I am I looking at this wrong, Miles? Nope. Is unfair, no. Is that an unfair? Is that an unfair comparison? No.
2: Nope.
1: I don't know. You guys walk me walk me through this next thing and this was midweek this week, but Brittany Griner released from prison. I know everyone's been talking about it. I apologize, folks, Uh, and i got to go at it again because I'm a gun dealer. Keep that in mind. I am a federally licensed gun dealer. have been for more than a decade, so I probably look at it through this prism. On the other hand, I don't sell firearms to terrorists. I'm not directly responsible for terrorists killing U.S. soldiers. This guy is. And I'm going, wait a minute. How does any administration, forget D's and R's, how does any administration think that this is a reasonable trade? Somebody, somebody coach me, help me get my feet back on the ground. Miles, I guess you're stuck with it. How, how does that work, Miles Bauer?
2: No, I think this is more uh, politics- than any anything else. I mean, um, as we talked several weeks back when we first talked about her, I don't know why you would go to a foreign country with her. What is that vite pipe? Vape pen. leap pen with marijuana yeah.
1: residue in it.
2: Yeah. When you're yeah. going to I a mean, foreign that- country. You know, so I don't know. I mean, that that just didn't make make sense to me at it, at at first, and it, it still maybe, doesn't. Maybe it's because I'm I'm older, and maybe uh, Lud can bring me back into reality. But I don't know why why you would do that. So no, it was a stupid move, and the
0: fact that we traded a guy who's wanted around the world by multiple countries on their top ten list of multiple nations for running guns to terrorist organizations. We traded this kind of guy for somebody who stupidly brought in a vape pen to Russia. The equivalent of a prisoner trade is not even the same here.
1: That was after years of her taking a knee during our national anthem and flipping us off. Meanwhile, we've got a U.S. service member in Russia being held, far as we can tell, not guilty of anything. So did the Biden administration say, you know what? You give us them both, and we'll give you this. I can't say it on the air. No, that wasn't probably uh, well, we, the cards. But listen, when they sentenced her to 11 years, we on this show sat and went, what are they doing? Why does that equate to 11 years? So let me translate it for you. The 11 years was negotiation. That was negotiation 101. We're going to publicly do this and make sure everybody in the world knows that this person is going to pay an outrageous fine for not much because we're going to negotiate and they win every single time. And by the way, I say again, it doesn't matter whether it's a D or an R we tip over every single time we get in
0: the circumstance with them. We tip over. Um, I, I will give some credit to the last administration on that. We didn't uh, Mike Pompeo. Was It was actually a great Secretary of State.
1: Okay. Good. And
0: we got people back like uh, the guy from North Korea who ended up coming back dead. Yes. But we believe he was dead when he was there. They just didn't want to tell us. Uh, we got a lot of people back that we they could not even touch before without giving up assets like this.
1: I, I, I think this is criminal. Yeah. This to is be insane. candid with you. I, and listen, I'm glad for her. So I don't want no one to misunderstand me. I'm glad that she's free. I don't wish that upon her. But I don't wish upon what this man will do to normal people all over the world. He's already proven it. I I mean, there's no question. This was just a bombastic, brainless trade. I'm happy for her freedom. I'm not happy about the pain he absolutely has proven he'll bring to innocent people. I, I don't know how to see it any different
0: than that. I just don't. This is like releasing uh, Bin Laden again. Uh, I don't know if They're it's the same level of consequence, but it, we yeah. had him and we let him go. And, yep. and we had this guy, we're going to let him go, and he's going to kill Amer- yeah, we're, Americans and
1: we're not, others. We're really not good on trade. Listen, folks, we've got to go to a break. But when oh. we come back, we're going to do a little bit about climate change crisis. We'll be right back. All right, you two, you guys are both way more educated than me, so I gotta have, I gotta default to your uh, education and wisdom a little bit as I get my head around this. Um, a mysterious 80 foot object appears on beach, uh, what was that down in Florida, Ludwig? Yeah. After the hurricane. Yep. 80 foot long, right? Yep. And so I'm reading, in fact, the article, folks, was from N dtv.com however it was also on yahoo it was on cnn it was all over the place i googled it because i wanted to be lied to it was everywhere so i'm reading the article and it's people debating is this an old ship is it the bleachers left over from when nascar used to do races on the daytona beach is that when it's from well i'm scratching my head thinking about the two choices the article Provided me, NASCAR ran on, on the beach in the late 1940s. And a wooden ship of that magnitude would have likely been from the late 19th century, so 100 plus years. So there's my choices 70 years to 100 plus years is when they the, the the two main hypotheses. And in fairness, they don't know, and neither do I. But they summarize this fairly lengthy article with a final sentence extreme climate change driven weather patterns have unearthed a number of unusual objects across the world this season and I'm I'm reading that and I go well wait a minute the incidences of hurricanes contrary to what CNN tells you haven't changed in recorded history just think about that for a minute this is not new This is not all of a sudden we had it. They're very cyclic. You can write them down. You can put them on an Excel sheet, graph. They're very, very cyclic. And then I thought, but wait a minute. If a hurricane pulled the sand off of a bleacher from 70 years ago, that must mean that that bleacher wasn't very far down. And if it was from a little over 100 years ago, that must mean that that, whatever it was, wasn't very far down. That tells me that all the pictures I've seen over the last 20 years that show pictures of, of uh, out in the ocean, um, what do you call them, lighthouses, where they show you a picture of a lighthouse from 1905 and then a picture of the lighthouse from 2020 and the water levels at the same spot on, <laughs> on the lighthouse. Miles, who buys this nonsense? And how come they're stuck? They can't help themselves from sticking their ideology in anything they possibly can. Do they see everything through an ideological prism, Miles Bauer?
2: Yeah, you know, I I, I was reading an article <clears throat> that the uh, there is a generation south of you and me that really buys into a lot of this climate change stuff. Right. It's like it's like eighteen to thirty-four. And and Lud, I'm I'm uh, sorry, but they're they're they have just they they've apparently bought into this idea that climate change is going to kill us all. But then they'll say the ocean could
1: rise as much of a quarter percent. Over the next 300 years, so we better destroy our economy and let people freeze to death right now, because somehow well, that will stop something that I'd be darned if I can assign anything to.
2: Well, wait a minute. Wasn't it wasn't it uh, Sandy O that told us that we've we've only got what now like four or five years left?
1: It was. We're all dead. It was. But Vice President Igor said various things like that a number of times during the last 20 years while getting on and off his private jet, going to his homes, plural, on the ocean front,
0: What do you think, Ludwig? Oh, it's, it's trash. I mean, I remember <laughs> when... Uh, I hate it when you beat around the bush like that. <laughs> Gore said something about the exact, I think, month and year, and uh, Rush put up the countdown clock. Yep. Well, Ru- Rush outlived the countdown clock. Right. And it was a big celebration that day that he was so wrong. Now, what's ironic is that we have all these water rising, and yet uh, Gore and President Obama, who are probably the two biggest alarmists in terms of figureheads, went and bought beach property. Um, So I'm not sure how that works, unless they were going to try to collect on the insurance. And it
1: wasn't beach property they could go camping on. It was big, gigantic, multi-million dollar palatial mansions and they evidently weren't worried about them because they saw the pictures of the lighthouse that I saw and are going, well, it hasn't raised in the last 100 years. We're probably okay. But then they keep selling this stuff and people keep buying it. You go, wait a minute, folks, this isn't D's and R's. I say it again. This isn't ideological. And yes, it is science. And it's highly documented what the water level has done for the last several hundred years. And how do you measure the future by what has happened?
0: No, uh, it's money-driven, right? When I was a kid— It is money,
1: and it's ideological-driven.
0: When I was a kid, the ice age was coming, the ice age yep. is coming, and then as I got to become a teenager and young adult, the global warming, it's going to heat up, you know. And then it went to, oh, 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 oh. hang on. Now it's climate change because we're not really sure is it going to cool down or heat up. The sun goes through cycles, which changes temperatures right. in our— Our world has been pure lava and heat and absolute glacier and ice. Right. So obviously, historically, this is natural. The idea that we have zero effect on it is probably asinine, but the idea that we're the main cause of it is also asinine. So it's natural. So I get an email
1: the last time we chatted on this topic. The email was, are you a climate denier? Do you deny climate change? And I replied back, no, no. I believe in climate change. I live in Michigan. We can have it one It's in perpetual change. That's the you know, the picture of the guy yeah. mowing the lawn and then later that day shoveling the snow.
0: Or go up to the Sioux and see a motorcycle <sighs> next to a snowmobile.
1: Listen, when I say it's ideological, it's designed to cause fear. Fear sells. Yeah. Fear motivates. This is how right. they drive votes. And and we're gonna talk about that, by the way, in the second half of the show. The one thing that the Democrats are masters at is driving fo- votes, folks, and I, I say that respectfully. They are absolutely masters in operating their get-out-the-vote machine. Mm-hmm. But it's through these issues you could watch a you could watch a documentary on Mars. Or I, I'm trying to find something in my not political. Everything you can think of is political, but they could do an actual science documentary. Where I, I love that stuff, and I'm sitting on it watching the TV mouth open, drinking my cup of coffee, enjoying the documentary, and all of a sudden it's brimming with politics. I'm going, wait a minute, they stick it in everything. They could be talking about steam engine rebuilds, how they used to run a train, and all of a sudden I'm steeped in politics again. I'm going, come on, this was a historical documentary. Somehow you've made it selling whatever it is for your next vote gathering. I'd... Man, I keep saying this, but I just think we're better than that. I really do. Get to the issues like my sisters asked on this show. What does it mean to me? I think that's so critical.
0: Well, what this means to you is $7 light bulbs instead of a dollar.
1: That's exactly right. But keep it in mind, when that happened on the show, I bragged about how many regular old fashioned light bulbs I bought. <laughs> I won't be running out real soon.
0: Yeah, well, the, old, the new ones, if you buy those, you will, because they last 14 years. No, they don't. No, they don't. Not with kids, they don't. And neither does your wallet, when you buy them, because they're a pricey. Yeah. They're really proud of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just want a condescent light bulb. Yeah. That's it. Let me drive my car. Give me a light bulb. I'm good. Uh,
1: Miles, any
2: thoughts? We're down to the final seconds before break. Now, you know what? You know what I think? Lude always blames us for everything. Yeah. I, I uh, blame Lude's generation. Father. It is your fault. Hey,
0: you guys did create the hole in the ozone layer with all that aerosol gases. Just saying.
2: That was
1: I thought that was cow's fault.
0: No, and the fix for that was now global warming because we have greenhouse gases because we had to switch away from aerosol. Didn't the screwball left blame that on cow farts? No, great greenhouse gases are cow farts.
1: I can't keep up with them. Listen, folks, we've got to go to a break, but when we come back... We're going to do the Enigma report about the Internet effect. Folks, stay with us. We will absolutely be right back. The Enigma report with Mike Hewitt. Something to ponder. We know that tech giants use algorithms to steer people toward information that confirms rather than informs. Their echo chambers have nothing to do with truth and reality, but there's a far greater problem. They use algorithms to generate outrage because outrage generates more activity. That's more money for social media platforms funded by advertisers. The impact they're having on our society and political culture is dangerous. Anxiety, depression, aggression, divorce, suicide, political extremes, couple the internet effect and the narrative of both major political parties that each election is a crisis, the end all, most critical ever, and then throw in a few opportunists and poof, we get what we got. Our society and political culture are being fractured, reduced to tribalism. We have the power to stop it, but we don't. That's an enigma. Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All right, listen, folks, first off, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Uh, Just a couple quick notes before we dive into that topic. First, if listen, like I always invite everybody at this point in the show, go to themikehewittshow.com. There's plenty of different links there to even call me, email me, tell me what you think, tell me we're wrong, tell us we're right, tell us what you wish we'd talk about um i'm absolutely all three of us are interested in your opinion and i respond to everybody so that said miles bauer you're the tech guy in in the room um when you hear me talk about the into what i now call the internet effect do you think that i'm onto something or i'm being shrill with what i think the rest of our culture is being
2: no i mean you know i think um uh, I am fascinated with what Musk is bringing forward now that he's purchased Twitter and he is pulling the curtain back and showing what uh, Twitter had done in the past. Right. And I find that fascinating. I do find it interesting that social media has such a hold over us. They they really do, Miles.
1: And I, I got to tell you, the direction I viewed this from is, and, and by the way, I, you and I are in agreement on the, what he's pulling forward as being fascinating. What I was thinking about when I wrote that piece and recorded it is that even on places like Fake and Truth Social, by the way, uh, Twitter, and I don't know the degree with Twitter, but Instagram certainly... TikTok, absolutely. What they're doing is they're following the kind of things that you like. So if you are a progressive, but you are a let's let's put everybody across the spectrum into little buckets. You're a progressive that your 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 switch happens to be the environment, or your switch is you know pro-abortion. You're, and, and the same thing on the right, by the way. If your switch is illegal immigration, etc. They have, a, they have a, a, an uncanny knack, algorithms, to f- cause people to see those things that reinforce those views. And what they get out of it is folks that are very entrenched in their positions. Because over a brief and short period of time, most folks that are on social media often, regardless of where they're at on the spectrum, uh, they start adopting the view that everybody in the world agrees with them because that's what they're seeing. So what I see from being a host of this show and also from my involvement in the Michigan State Republican Party is a lot of wrong information being shared, not just on my side of the aisle, not just on the left side of the aisle, but across the spectrum. And I'll ask, I've, 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 I've opined about this in the past, but it's at critical mass now. That's why I'm bringing it up. So I'll get things that are clearly wrong from people that I respect. They're not malicious people, and it's wrong. I just received for the 80 billionth time the Clint Eastwood quote about Biden. Well, he didn't say those words, but they keep sharing it around. And so I was asked, wait a minute, you mean he voted for Biden? I don't have a clue who Clint Eastwood voted for. The only thing I know is that he said he never said those words. But it keeps getting shared and reshared and reshared. The same happens on the left, and I think to myself, "Listen, folks, both sides of the aisle, America in total, we're smarter than this. We gotta be. That's not the arena of ideas; it's the arena of anger, and that's what gets me on this topic this week. In Michigan, folks, over the last two weeks, we've went through what we have as our on the Republican side." our county conventions. I've watched our side of the aisle be more angry at each other than I've ever seen. And if you're a progressive listening to this, please don't applaud, because this affects everybody in a negative fashion. We must have an arena of ideas. I don't care if you agree with me or not. We're not enemies. Let's meet in the arena of ideas and let the best idea win when we brought ourselves down to the level of tribalism where we're, I don't agree with you, I hate you, you're my enemy. Folks, stop that. Within the Republican Party, your establishment, you're a rhino, you're this, you're that, and I'm going, holy smokes, everybody you're yelling at is a volunteer. Where's your brain? Did you leave it at home? And I don't want to be snarky like that, but when it gets to the point... Or my friend is my enemy because I think they might agree, even though I'm not going to ask them. Holy smokes, what are we devolving into? Ludd, I see you're chomping at the bit. Get me off this rant. I'm sorry.
0: No, you're right. I mean, I didn't go to the last county convention because I went to the one in August. Yep. It was
1: mean-spirited, nasty. But yeah. I got to tell you guys, since I'm on the county thing, by and I don't want to get deep into this yet because I'm working on doing a deep-dive whole show on this topic. But I'm telling you, folks, we watched during the primary, not only in Michigan but across the United States, where the Democrat Party invested deeply into Republican candidates that they knew had no chance in the general. Mm-hmm. They did that with John Gibbs against Peter Meyer. Okay, But two things caused me to really drag that out in this show. The first is... is by the way, I liked John Gibbs, even though he stood us up on this show. The time that Peter Meyer was on it, I passionately disagreed, passionately disagreed, with Peter Meyer on five votes of several hundred. I'm not going to agree with anything that Sculton votes on, because we nominated John Gibbs, who was a carpetbagger. He's already left the community. There was no question. And you stand around and go, "Wait a minute." How come this stuff isn't obvious? So you disagree with about two to two and a half percent of his votes? And hang on, I'm not going to agree with her on anything. So hundred percent. Right. So I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw this guy out because I disagreed with him on five votes, and I'm going to do the steps necessary to allow her to win. You go, folks. This is mind numbing. It's so silly. It just is just so silly. They're loving it. But here's where I wanted to go with that. They spent four hundred and fifty the Democrats spent four hundred and fifty thousand dollars that I know of to get John Gibbs elected in the Republican primary because they knew they could beat him in the general. Okay, think about that for a moment. Just think about that. Now we're talking about the Republican conventions. And those conventions are aimed at electing delegates to go to the next state convention where leadership. Well, first off, local leadership, and then inevitably to the state convention later in, in, actually in January, February. I am very, very convinced that Democrats are doing groundwork to bring out as much anger as they can within Republican grassroots. I'm very, very convinced of that. And by the time I get to next week, I'll be able to lay out exactly, and hopefully bring names, but I'll absolutely be able to bring a can and lay it out as to how they're doing it. Real real quick. Yep, yeah, we're down to seconds. Go. The,
0: the algorithm thing sucks. Yes. I got to TikTok because I wanted to see funny things. Yep. Hot chicks. Stuff like that. And all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, I started seeing all political. And you know what? I got off TikTok. I thought I got on here to get away from that, not continue it in this algorithm thing they sucks. They
1: they were doing you a favor. They were fearing that you'd see the hot chicks laughing at you. I don't care if they laugh at me, as long as they acknowledge me, I'm good. (laughs) They did, they acknowledged. (laughs) Folks, stay with us. And and we'll be right back.
0: All right, Ludwig, so you kind of shamed me, I'll calm down. Good. All right. You know what it is, I'm concerned at your age for your health. (laughs)
1: I'm not so old I can't reach over and knock you out of your chair.
0: <laughs> all I got to do is get up real quick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, quick, the, the quick part might be a problem for me. <laughs> listen, listen, I got it. Let's go down a different path for a minute. Talking about the Internet effect, and it's not all bad. And so, but it's a curiosity. Miles, you and I are very close in, in age, especially relative to Ludwig's youth and inexperience over there. And so one of the things I found... Uh, And it's on Facebook, but it's everywhere, not just that platform. But if you were to put together Start Today, if today you got on Facebook, put together a political page that tried to be unbiased, just a page of truthful information to answer the questions of our times, you'd be hard-pressed to get that page with membership. Mm -hmm. You really would. You'd be hard-pressed. Yep, and I've joked about this for a few years now, that if you were to do the sex thing, that thing would be filled up. Oh yeah. But another thing that I found fascinating recently is that I, in fact, I'm the one that put it together. 2000. It's been seven years. I put together a little group. My mother was still alive, and to be candid with everybody, I put this little group together of memories because she was. She couldn't get out of her chair. She was in very poor health, so I thought it gives her something to sit and you know flip through old pictures from the community. That's why I put it together, and the it languished for a year or two. Well, through through her life, it didn't grow. Tom, um, it's seven years ago. Over the over the course of the last twelve months, it's went from uh, less than a couple hundred members to a lot of members. And the difference was, as I went back and started putting, finding pictures from the old days, putting them on there. So it's a picture of uh, the Red Barn, a restaurant chain that used to be, um, Hardee's that used to be, the Pontiac Mall, the area where I grew up in, that now is a field. It used to be a very successful mall. Before that, downtown pictures, Pontiac, Michigan, Rochester, Michigan. Then I started looking. It's not something new to me or this little group I put together, it's happening in almost all of the cities in the United States. I started looking Seattle, and L.A., Chicago, especially, Miles Bauer, where yep. there's people that are Ludwig's age and up. There's no young people there. There may be, but they're they're not active. They're not taking a part in it. What I have found a fascinating thing is that and I got a question for you guys is why I'm getting on this topic for a minute. But it a lot of folks are finding comfort in seeing things the way they used to be. Literally. So I put a picture of a tabletop jukebox on there. You remember them? Oh yeah. You remember them, Lud? Yeah. Miles, I know you do. We've sat in Oh yeah. We've sat in diners together where they had them. I right. haven't seen one in years. But I put that. I put a picture of a CB radio on there. Folks, I'm just telling you that it's just what things can I think of from the 60s and the 70s? Now there are a lot of people putting pictures on there, not just myself. Um, uh, and they're cool, but people are sharing them. So it's getting shared 50 and 60 times a day. And it, you know the old story about one person tells two and two tell four. And it's growing crazy. But my question is, is, Miles, I got to go to you because of our age. Why do you think so many folks are embracing what used to be
2: instead of what is? Well, you know, there are a lot of challenges today. I mean, we're, we're coming out of a pandemic that never seems to end. <clears throat> Mike, as you and I have talked about, you and I have seen so many amazing things over the last two years, as as a result of COVID. Right, right. That I mean, it, it just makes your head spin. Makes my makes my uh, heart hurt. Yeah.
0: I, I think there's something you said that was because you laughed at me earlier when we talked about this. I've off never air. laughed at you, Ludwig. <laughs> Let's get that clear, <laughs> Miles. <laughs> Even Jared's about the bottom of his chair laughing so right now for, off that comment. <laughs> I said, I, "Yeah, I love the '80s and '90s things." You went. ha <laughs> And you said just now, and this makes this all make sense now. Duh. Yeah. I'm looking for things from the 60s and 70s. Yes. But to your age, that's the same as me looking at the 80s and 90s. Right. And it goes back to what Miles is saying, what you're saying is those ages, you're, you're, you're before you're 10 and then your teens. So before your 20s, before you're an adult. Yep. Less stress, better times, fun. And we're getting older. So we want to look back at those times because we don't feel that old in our heads. Yep. When we wake up, we feel that old. So I th- think it's the stressors of the world yep. that take us back to a time we were a kid and we had fun. There was no stress. And because of how we feel mentally that we're still young, but we're not. We know that when our we walk up the stairs and your ankle cracks every time. So this is just natural. Because when I said the 80s and 90s, you laughed at me. But now you just said the 60s and 70s. And that's what clicked is because of our 20-year age difference. Your 60s and 70s are my 80s and 90s, but those right. years were your 20s and 30s, your adulthood family yeah, era. I yeah. get that.
1: But but where you're wrong, and by the way, I agree with you in general, but where you're wrong. The, you're not wrong. The part you're missing is that probably two-thirds of the pictures being shared in this group, folks, you can find it. It's Pontiac Waterford Memories. It's on Book. And where two-thirds, maybe even more of that, of the pictures are one of them is a picture of Woodward Avenue, north of Detroit, when it was still dirt.
0: I remember that one. That's the one that sticks in my head when you talk about yeah, it. It was still this.
1: dirt. And, yeah. then, and then a picture, another one within that same little time span, is a picture of the road workers putting in the first mile of cement road anywhere in the world. Hmm. It was the first mile of cement road anywhere in the world. And that was that same picture. Woodward Avenue before, now after. And, of course, now is one of the busiest roads, at least in Michigan. Miles, you've been on Woodward Avenue. You've raced yeah. cars on Woodward Avenue.
2: Yep. Come, come to think of I it. Don't tell nobody that.
1: I, I remember it like it was yesterday.
0: <laughs> but it was hey, 40 years hey, ago. Uh,
2: Mike, yeah. well, I, I got to push back on Lude yeah. a little bit. Thank you. I, I remember being 13 years old, and you, you put me in handcuffs. I did do that. Then we, You're saying that wasn't a good time? Hang
1: on. And then we broke the key. Had to walk him down to the local police department. Oh, so they're real handcuffs. Yeah. And so the so the cop at the station, he sees him walk in with him. He yells, Sarge, you gotta see this. Come here. I had gotten a set of handcuffs from
0: I think my aunt that was in security or whatever. So where I think you're going with this is that we're liking those pictures too in our 40s, yep. and I do think that's still part of the old time. It's the idea our relationship and the fi- family dynamic was different for us, and that's the, reminds us of our grandparents and the, the family age.
1: dynamic is the answer I wanted by yeah. the way, because we don't. That's literally what I was pursuing. Yeah, you could have babbled for an hour until you just if you'd have just said that word. Oh,
0: okay, family dynamic.
1: Listen, it's a big deal because that's that's the when I sit down and folks and I try to intellectually rationalize this. Get away from my own history because you're right about that. You look back at your childhood's comfort zone. And I think, wait, was time really that simple? The answer is no. There were a lot of things back then that were wrong that have been changed, that needed fixed. Mm-hmm. They needed cultural change. And they're, and they're, and that's been good. But then there have been things, I'll give you an example I used to love going to a small diner with my dad when I was really young, sit at the counter. He'd buy me a sugar donut, cup of hot chocolate, just what I needed.
0: It looks like it.
1: You'd be hard-pressed to find a counter now. You can't do that. And, and listen, I'm sitting there going, why are they gone? I put a picture of a Kresge counter on that group, and it was probably the most popular picture on there. Go, going, why are they gone? They're gone because of what was happening to black folks. That had to be corrected. It was wrong. But we didn't need to give up counters. We needed to embrace civility. Mm-hmm. But the family is the key word. Because when I look back and say, were times simpler then than they are now? Because everyone's walking around with their iPhone and their this is and their that's and they got everything's gotta be labeled and it's gotta have an acronym and it's gotta everything's climate climate change or political to Rs and D's. Going, I don't remember it being that way. The difference is family. The family unit was stronger back then. Miles, I remember you and I in 1978 going to visit your family. It was like coming home. Wasn't even my family. It was yours. But it was like going home. Those are kind of hard atmospheres to find
0: nowadays. Real quick. Where were 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 you in 78, Lud? Not even (laughs) DNA yet. So real quick for you two, have either one of you stopped at a friend's house without texting or calling in the last five years?
1: You mean first? Yeah. Nope. No, and Miles and I have joked about that. And you guys We're, are that generation. He'll text me, are you busy? Whereas the old days, he just call we'd talk for three hours. Listen, folks, we've got to go, but please do me a favor. Take a visit to the com. I would love to hear from you. I absolutely will respond. We very much appreciate you dialing in today. And next week, we got a lot to talk about as it goes to the political party structure. Folks, be safe. We will see you next week.